The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money, focus on your life. Money don't matter or the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for stopping by. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhals, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Hello, hello. Hey, and we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. Our key, dovetailing off of Break the Budget this week, we have no seasonal exceptions. Our moolah word of the day has to do with inflation. Our favorite word, which means getting less and less for more and more. And it should be getting more and more for less and less, right? Correct. Yeah, so we're going to learn about structural inflation and what that means to you. Our minutes on your money today, December jobless rates. Did they go up or did they go down? We'll talk about that on Minutes on Your Money. Uh, trivia question, always based on a previous show, which is Break the Budget. And then today's guest is Boot Camp Babe, or should I say Personal Finance Boot Camp Babe, Hillary Martin. And as always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using these proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Insiders Club members today are automatically entered in weekly giveaways. However, if you are not a member and would like to compete for great money management tools, just answer today's trivia question correctly. And this week's trivia question is, in Break the Budget, we are looking for the blank and the blank to figure out how to fix our money mess. In Break the Budget, we are looking for the blank and the blank to figure out the how to fix our money mess. Do you remember? No. And, and, and yeah, I know. Don't say it. <laughs> seven days. Come on. It was seven days ago. So uh, uh, if... You would like to try your hand at winning. You can win one of three ways. You can call in, chat in, or email in to win. To call in to win, that's area code 866-966-9420, 866-966-9420, or hop in our chat room if you're listening live on the web. Hello, I'm here. Or you can email in to win if you have downloaded it and listening from a podcast later. We want you to have your chance at fabulous prizes. And all you have to do is send us an email to Trivia at UYWRadio.com. Trivia at UYWRadio.com. Now, if you have no idea what the answer is, 
everyone can still walk away a winner. For you, the listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their services. So Unlock Your Wealth Nation, all you have to do is visit unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book for details. Now, Minutes on Your Money is about the jobless rates. So do you know, did they go up? Did they go down? Do you care? I do care. Have uh, you paid attention? Um, I, I, you know, I keep up with the news pretty well, but I, but I, I don't, numbers, numbers on, on that subject, I don't know. I'm going to say they're, they're not, they're not improving immensely, that's for sure. And I would say, <clears throat> thanks for playing. Really? Wrong. Because jobless rates fell in 39 states. Thank you. And Washington, D.C. Doug Carroll of USA Today writes that unemployment rates fell in 39 states and the District of Columbia last month in another sign that the economy's broad-based improvement, according to a government report on Tuesday. Now, of course, do we trust those? Are they even worth the paper they're printing on? I don't know. I I don't trust any of these surveys. So have you gotten your uh, health insurance yet? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't get that. Oh, oh, so we're not on hold anymore. No. And, and they're saying that eight percent are happy with um, the way the internet has, you know, the rollout has gone. A whole eight percent. Eight percent. And I, and I, you know, I'm such an optimist. I said, "Ooh, I'm one of those eight percent because I've got a plan." But then I thought about what I went through to get the plan. So I'm, I'm definitely not one of those eight percent. You're, you're in the ninety-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should get some shirts. Ninety-two percenter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I have a plan. So. Well, <clears throat> then that, you know what? Some plans don't work, but no plan never works. Yeah. So at least you have a plan and we'll find out whether or not yeah. it works. Exactly. <laughs> so only two states reported higher jobless rates in December than November, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And 17 states had jobless rates significantly below the national rate of 6.7%. So Rhode Island had the nation's highest unemployment rate at 9.1. Nevada was second at 8.8, followed by Illinois at 8.6. So so the unemployment rate is going down? Yes. Okay. All over. North Dakota, whose fortunes have risen with an energy boom there, you know, that's where all of the oil stuff is going on, Uh, you know, they have the lowest at 2.6%, and Nebraska was next at 3.6%. Uh, employment increased in 30 states last month, dropping in 19 states, and the District of Columbia was unchanged, as well as Vermont. The largest monthly increase in jobs were in Texas, up 17,500, Florida up 14,000, and California up over 13,000. Uh, the same trio also led all states in employment gains for the year as well. Texas uh, finished uh, uh, the year of 2013 ahead by a quarter of a million jobs, California almost a quarter, or just over a quarter, I should say. Uh, no, just under. I can't do math. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and Florida, it was just under a couple hundred thousand. Now, these states are not among the leaders of the lowest jobless rates. Texas was still at 6% of unemployment, uh, Florida at 6.2, and California at 8.3. They ranked 47th. What's the nation? What's the national unemployment? Uh, what did it say? It didn't say the national yeah. average yeah. in this article. 
but it just, it went, it was a state by state kind of thing. So <clears throat> anyway, so that's interesting, you know, um, and we can get into a whole nother story about economic outlook at a later period because, you know, uh, what's going on in our economy and GDP and all of that stuff, the numbers are skewed because they've pulled things out that should be in there. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of how convenient so we can spin our own numbers and tell our own yeah. story while we're in office. Uh, but remember, this is a, a lame duck president, so we're going to be done with him. So we need to be looking and very careful for all kind of lame duck legislation that he pushes through, you know, by executive order, you know, kind of like yeah. what they like to do on their way out the door sort of stuff. So we have to look for those kind of things because uh, he will make sure that he is remembered. And I cannot guarantee that it would be in the most favorable light. So we need to pay attention to the things that Congress has struggled with or has not passed, has been hogtied. Yeah. Uh, because I think that we're going to see some interesting things, but that's that's another show entirely. Yeah. So we uh, we State can continue. State of the Union tonight. Uh, yes, and oh, um, my adopted dad, El Guapo, um, uh, he says that um, he is uh, he's hosting a dinner for anybody that wants to come by, and he'll be serving bologna sandwiches. <laughs> that's the main uh, course. I got it. Anyway, Hillary. We have Hillary up next. Keys to riches and moolah word of the day on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more coming up after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That whole free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I am she, your maven of moolah. Heather Wagon Halls with your moolah word of the day. And it's actually another moolah phrase because we have two words. And these words are structural inflation. So you may have heard the term inflation. However, uh, structural inflation is 
uh, inflation that is built into an economic system due to its government's monetary policy. So a more biased definition would be inflation that occurs because a government pursues an excessively loose monetary policy. That is, if a central bank prints too much money or keeps interest rates too low for too long, the value of each unit of currency drops more than it would simply from increased demand. So what that means is that because of monetary policy and structured currency and um, our whitewashing of things like uh, we came up with that word through this um, presidency of quantitative easing, which means dumping more money in the money supply, which means a.k.a. your dollar's worth less because there's more of it out there. So um, uh, not that I'm taking a tone. Or anything. <laughs> you gave me some funny look. Absolutely not. Well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, um, so it has to do with monetary policy. So it's inflation that's not driven by market forces like supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's structural inflation is related to economic policy. And, and if it's going up excessively, it has to do with, you know, bad monetary policy. And that's kind of like where we are, you know, yeah. price supports, you know, to keep certain things that should cost less low and price ceilings, the things that should cost more low, or did I say that wrong? Things that should cost less, they've got price supports for, which makes them more expensive than what they are. And then things that should be less expensive than what they are, they have price ceilings that keep them mm-hmm. from going up like you might be familiar with rent controls in sure. highly populated suburban areas yeah. that housing is at a premium, that sort of stuff. Uh, so anyway, so that's it for your moolah word of the day. I am super excited about our next guest because Hillary Martin is joining us. She is an MBA as well as a certified financial planner. And she is a truth-telling personal finance enthusiast so I'm curious as to what a personal finance enthusiast is. I hope that I, I hope we are, because I'm pretty enthusiastic about yeah. personal finance, aren't you? Yeah, sure. Maybe we can call ourselves that too. Sure. Hi, I'm Michael Terry, producer extraordinary and personal finance enthusiast. That's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Yeah. There we go. That's, that's how I'm going int- to introduce you now. Yeah. Our producer extraordinary and personal finance enthusiast. Because personally, I like I'm pretty enthusiastic about money too. Yeah. You know. Uh, But anyway, not to take away from Ms. Martin, she's an author and a speaker and a financial advisor. Her firm, the Family Wealth Consulting Group, is a family-owned and operated business out of Silicon Valley. And her unique work in interior finance with her clients has been featured in the Wall Street Journal. And she's a regular contributor on NBC, Bloomberg, Morningstar, and Fox. Her financial advice has been featured by Women 2.0, the San Jose Mercury News, and NPR's Marketplace. Hillary has an MBA and is creator of the Personal Finance Bootcamp. 
a 90-day informational, tactical, and transformational course. And it's designed for folks who are confused about how to put themselves in a good financial position. They're tired of mixed messages from the media, they're stuck in a rut of financial behaviors, or they're just not ready for a financial advisor yet. And I'm thrilled that she's becoming a part of today's show. Hillary, welcome to the broadcast. We're so glad you joined Unlock Your Wealth Radio today. Thanks, Heather. It's great to be here. Now, I am so excited. You are a certified financial planner, and you are an advisor and a strategist, and you've got some amazing programs. You do a boot camp, and you... um, You've got your own personal experience financially of being to hell and back and making it successfully. But I love one of your mantras, and it's kind of crazy, especially because, you know, we just hit another new year, and so everybody made all these resolutions. But you say that positive thinking will land you in the poorhouse. How can that be? <laughs> I do. I love it. I love all the uh, conversations I hear, out of, especially out of the self, sort of self-help community. You hear this idea that uh, you know, if you're in a mindset of limitation or constraint, all you need to do is create and propagate and, and a mindset of abundance, and it's like just doesn't work, right? If we knew how to create a mindset of abundance and then live into that, like produce results in the world, we all would have already done it. Like if <laughs> I knew <laughs> right, if I knew how to think skinny, I'd be that that would happen, right? Well, yeah. Um, and and so I think people get stuck on this trying to create a mindset of abundance or think positive thoughts or to feel good about themselves in the area of money, but the truth is that uh, what's true about us is that we're sort of coded with this money mindset that the way you think about money tends to stay the same. And so if you just try to think positive thoughts or do positive affirmations on top of that, it's kind of like putting icing on a mud pie. (laughs) Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it like it might work for an hour or a day or a week, but you know, money is a really long-term conversation, so you really have to take the time to get underneath what is it that's really running the show for me around money. And you know, for for a lot of people, it's some version of there's not enough money. Uh, other people have other money mindsets, and this is what I talked about in my uh, TEDx talk last year, um, is we're sort of coded uh, with this belief about money, and we run around like, like it's true, but not only thinking that it's true, actually manifesting it. And I share from my own life that, you know, in my early 20s, I graduated from college kind of at the height of the dot-com boom, and I was making six figures within just a few years, but I always spent more than I made, and it turns out that my money mindset, or like what I thought was true about money, was there's never enough money. And so, how do you produce the result called there's not enough money when you make a lot of money? Well, you spend more than you make, mm-hmm. right? So I ran myself up into credit card debt twice and paid it off before I figured out what what was going on. And so, uh, so I really I really sort of eschew that mentality that you can think positive thoughts and impact uh, something that really is real. Uh, called your bank account balance or your income or how much you save or how how you invest because that actually lives in reality, right? Not in your mind. Right. And I think, you know, now that I've been, you know, listening to your response, I think that 
you know, based, because we do brain-based financial literacy here at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. And so I think that, that maybe that, that abundance or positive thing, that mentality can play into one of the biological saboteurs that we have is that later never comes uh, because when later comes, it's now again. Right. No, it's <laughs> you know, tomorrow. And, it's and we're living today. in the now. I mean, and right. that's what our brain is set up to do is to uh, avoid pain and seek pleasure in this moment, not 20 moments from now, not two hours, two days, you know, two lifetimes from now, like right now. And so right. if we think that, oh, yeah, well, life is abundant. I'm going to make money later. I'll, I'll do that later because, like, right now I'm having a good time maxing out my credit cards. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. And, and the truth about money is, you know, you can spend a lot of time saving it and, if you, and, and spend it once and it's gone. So it's a lifetime of caretaking, stewardship, and vigilance that's really required. And, you know, if you're not serious about uh, living financially fit, uh, you know, it probably won't happen for you, unfortunately. Right. And, and that's, and that's the reality of it, you know, and, and, and we're pretty close in age. You know, my freshman year in college was the crash of 87. And then consequently, you know, uh, the market went nuts. And so I wound up, I dropped out because I had to take care of my mother, um, both, you know, physically and financially. So I went right to work and, and I was a stockbroker and God, you could throw anything at the wall back then in the late eighties and early nineties and it would stick. Right. Everything was going up. So, you know, right. it's, e- and it's easy to make money when times are good, but how do you parlay that and continue that positive attitude and all of that stuff when times turn crappy? Well, it's tough if you, I tell my clients, if you're happy about positive returns, you're going to be unhappy about negative returns. And in the stock market, because the stock market goes up and the stock market goes down, uh, positive returns are normal and so are negative annual, you know there's going to be down years. And so I tell people, and, and it's easy to say now because we just had a, you know, a 30% year or something. I mean, 2013 was screaming in the market. And I say to people, you know, as bad as it sounds, if you're happy about these returns, you're going to be unhappy about negative, you know, negative returns. So let's try to just rely on the fact that we have a portfolio that's built to, to uh, last, the t- to stand the test of time. Right. <laughs> And I say, you know, that there is no such thing as a bad market. Just some days are better shopping than others. And that's when you want to go shopping is when the market tanks. Hello, it's called a discount sale. Go get it. I know stocks are the only thing Americans don't like to buy on sale. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth. Isn't that so sad? It's so true. Well, you know, uh, I would love to dig deeper into this with you because I think that you're on the right track and about getting off that emotional roller coaster of the highs and lows. And when we return from the break, let's dig into that a little bit deeper. You are listening to Hillary Martin on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. 
Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhall. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhall, and I have certified financial planner, Hillary Martin, joining us. And before the break, we were talking about nobody not liking, or, or everybody likes to buy on sale except for stocks, and then you started to mention about planning. And my thought is some plans don't work. But no plan never works. And in, in my coaching practice, I encounter people that make unbelievable amounts of money and they have no idea how much they have or how little they have for the amount of money that they've made. They have no idea where their money is going. And worse off, they don't even have a plan. Right, and, and sometimes they don't want to know. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 because they're like, eek, okay, so now i got to do something about it. That's the problem with coming out of denial. It's a warm, fuzzy blanket. Right. <laughs> and then you, really is. you rip it off, and then you find out that they're naked under the covers, and then they're like, ah! <laughs> and then and they don't want to know that. Like this meme I saw the other day, everybody wants honesty, but but nobody wants to hear the truth. <laughs> you know, I, I tell people you can either save by rote. You know, if you go to the Internet, how much should I, should I save? You'll find a 10% number, a 15% number, some even say 20%. So you can save by rote, or you can save as an afterthought, like you can just save what you don't spend. You save, spend as much as you spend, and we'll save the rest. Or you can actually create a plan that has you achieve the things you're interested in achieving because over time your ability to make money, well, unless you're Warren Buffett, over time your ability to make money goes away and your, your need to spend it doesn't. Right. <laughs> right? So now's the time. Now, it's, it's now or never. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, with, with the way that we're living longer and longer, the likelihood, well, we already know Social Security ain't going to be there for you or me, sister. And so we've got that problem to contend with. But now the likelihood of us living to 100 or 120 is a very real possibility. I, mean, I know. I, there's a billboard here where I'm at. It says the first person to live to 130 is, is, is alive now. I think that's what it says. <gasps> I see that billboard and I choke. <laughs> I know. I that's can't a financial it. nightmare. <laughs> the first person to live to 130 is alive now. Yeah. And, and, that's, and, and it's one of us. It's right. totally one of us. So as I get back on the treadmill, I was wondering, <laughs> what, are the, what are the first few things that you start talking about with, with clients of yours that you find out have no plan? 
So the first thing that we do, and I think it's probably similar to uh, what you do with your clients, the first thing that we do is really take a a good look at where they are now. So you can do this with a a sheet of paper, or we have some sophisticated software that does it, and that's create a net worth statement. Where are you? How much do you have? How much do you owe? And what's the difference, right? And so that gives us a picture. And then we need to say, well, where do you want to get? Because we need about 20 times our annual income to retire comfortably in savings. So if you want to replace $100,000 in annual income over your retirement, you need to have about $2 million. That's not a technical prescription, but it's a good working number. And uh, and so, you know, here's where we are now. Here's where we need to go. What's it going to take to get there? And well, that, and if you're like me, you know, when I retire, my lifestyle's going up. It ain't going down. Because <laughs> right. I'm going to do the things that I can't do because I'm working. Right. And, and that's the thing. I think that, um, I think that sort of common wisdom is kind of going by the wayside. This idea that you need less money in retirement than you do during your working years. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might not have a mortgage payment, but heck, you know, my travel bills are going to be ginormous. Oh, golf is expensive. It is, and it ain't getting yeah. cheaper, and your tennis no. club membership, and if you like to go on safari, you know, if you're, you know, like, let's say your goal is to, like, climb every, the tallest peak in every country around the world, that's one of my friend's goals, you know, those chips aren't aren't cheap, you know, and and the, the gear that's involved, you know, that you have to, like, I mean. That's it's just, not my goal. That frightens me. <laughs> yeah, I know, because I'm allergic to running. Like, I see people run, and I break out in hives. So. I'm allergic to falling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, and I'm 5'9", so it's like, if a short person falls, they're close to the ground, it's not going to hurt. I'm gonna, I'm not going to bounce from where I I'm am. I'm 5'10", and I feel you. <laughs> oh, there you go. We have more in common than I thought, so that's great. So, now, so you've got, so you, you do the snapshot. So, like, let's say the snapshot is upside down. Let's say they got more that, that they owe than what they have in assets. And let's say that cash flow is negative too, that they spend more. They're spending 130 cents of the $1 that they make. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you got an imbalance both ways. So you, you've got, you know, negative net worth and negative cash flow. So, so where do you go from there? That's a tough situation. So that's, I think that's, that's where you have to get into what I might call the finance of the interior. Yeah. <laughs> we have to look at, we gotta look at what's going on. Maybe we should um, appoint you the Secretary of the Interior Finance. Maybe we should create that yes. position in the government. <laughs> when I was engaged, my, my husband, I just got married on New Year's Eve. Um, my now husband is a finance professor and I'm in finance and so we called each other our finances. <laughs> I love it! That's really nerdy. Uh, yeah, so I'm the secretary. Congratulations, congratulations. Thank you. I'm the secretary of the interior of the finance. Yes, and so and that's a conversation that's not a traditional financial planning conversation. I don't think people go to a financial planner and expect to have a conversation about their childhood or the things that they grew up thinking about money or how they manifest those childlike thoughts about money or why ding, they're ding, overspending. Ding. Right. <laughs> Right, but the truth is, and my experience says, you really can't change behaviors until you change the underlying thoughts and conversations that lead to those behaviors, because that's kind of like, in life, that's how it goes, right? Thoughts, words, actions, and so we, um, we, have, we have to kind of get to the root of it. Yeah, that's exactly the, the same mantra that we have here, because, you know, 
in order to get ahead of of the drivers of behavior, you got to know who's driving the bus. How did that right. bus driver get picked? <laughs> right, exactly. And 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 people go around with that bus driver driving the bus for so long that they don't even know there's a bus or a driver, and they certainly don't know if they can hire a new driver. <laughs> exactly. And, so and and I had to do it in my own life, going from being an overspender, and I definitely didn't want to have those results in my life forever. I had to automate my finances, and so I, you know, and that's one of the things I teach is a um, complex. Well, it's not that complex. It's a system of multiple accounts uh, where my money moves automatically into savings, and I have an, an allowance account that I, that's my spending account, and I don't get to spend more than that. And those are the only. That's the only choice I make every month is to not move money from my savings account into my spending account. <laughs> and yeah. if I don't do that, I'm good. And, you know, I think that once you start having that confidence and that you can do it and you are capable, I know with me personally that I found that that drive and that need to spend went away when I had the confidence of knowing that I had a tiered financial system in place. Yeah, and that's why some people come to me and they say, hey, I just inherited $50,000 and I have $46,000 of student debt. I'm going to pay it off. I say, wait, hold on a second. (laughs) What if you take this opportunity to become someone who preserves wealth? Right? Like, what, what if you are someone who can experience the pride and confidence and knowing that that money's in the bank and that it's not going anywhere? And for some people, they find that experience transformational because spending money is a very different skill than preserving it. Oh, no question. I'm sorry, making money, earning money is a very different skill than preserving it. Well, and, you know, and, and easy come, easy go. You know, and, 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 and that big chunk of money comes in and so they think about paying off debt, but they don't think about the process of building wealth with that. And, if, and, and I always say, well, what would you have done tomorrow if you didn't win this money? And they, would have, they, they said, well, this is what I would do. I'd get up and I'd go to work and I would pay down my bills at the same rate that I'm paying them down. And I said, well, then based on the interest rate that you're paying on this and based on the interest rate you could earn on this, what do you think would be a better decision? And when they can see it more, a little bit more concretely, and then they can maybe make the arbitrage uh, on the investment um, and put it away and forget about it, you know, and realize this one, that if you never did anything in your life except save this one chunk of money and you knew you could retire rich, would you do it? And they'd be like, yeah. Right. And then you say, you know, you, know, you got to look at it a little bit different. And here's your chance to materially alter the path that your life is currently on. If you just I really like it. Happened. Right, exactly. I, I really like it when people build that skill of uh, holding on to money and doing the right thing with it. That, I think, leads to really constructive financial behavior. Right. And if the examples aren't there and they weren't in place when you were a child, it just ain't going to happen. I mean, and the fact that you take the time to reach back, you're going 10 steps farther than any financial planner I've ever talked to. The fact that you understand that it's behavior driven and and that you get ahead of that. So uh, you have something really unique that you're doing. And and I'm also pretty excited about this, too, because um, you're also creating um, an opportunity for Unlock Your Wealth radio listeners in the same thing. But you have a personal finance boot camp program that you do. Tell us what you do in your 90-day informational transformational course. <laughs> sure, absolutely. So when I looked at uh, what it's like to be a, a- 
So I'm a fee-only financial advisor, and you, I'm sure you know the industry, and we have account size minimums, and, you know, it takes a half million dollars maybe to get to work with someone like me. But how, how do you get to be in that place, right? If you aren't sure how to put, how to, how to, build productive financial systems and do things right to get there, you know, it's, it's kind of not fair. And so I've always wanted to serve that market. And so this boot camp does exactly that. And so we are going to start with, it focuses on three things. The first is the mindset. That's what we've been talking about. So you're going to get to see what is my money mindset? What's the bus driver that's driving my financial bus? And is that working for you? If so, great. If not, maybe you want to tweak it a little bit. And if not at all, then you have the opportunity to really automate completely different results. And so we'll do that in the course. And it's a 90-day course. It's a virtual course delivered in recorded modules. So you can watch live or you can uh, listen on your iPod later. You can watch them on the weekend or at night. Um, And then there's live Q&A calls. And um, second is obviously practical. So um, the mindset stuff doesn't really make a difference if you don't put it into action. So we're going to get clarity for you around your finances, like we talked about. Where are you now? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to get to? And what's it going to take to get there? So you'll have an understanding of that. And um, I'll teach you my my multiple account system, my system for um, automating your finances so you can... um, minimize the amount of choices that you have to make every month, but know that you're on track to achieve what you said you wanted to achieve. And then the third is kind of my uh, investing 101. What is it that you need to know about the stock market? Now, this is not a technical course. You don't have to know math or calculus to do it. But the truth is there's 200 years of of data about the stock market. uh, And investing really is a science. It's not like a guessing game. And there's some things that if you knew them, uh, the data I have says that you'll produce much better results than many of your peers. So it's really kind of a soup to nuts, uh, get you going in the right direction boot camp. And uh, so, so I'm really excited about the course, and we're getting really positive results from it. Um, and uh, it'll be, like I said, 90 days, and there will be a cohort waiting for you to interact with the other people in the course so that you can stay and do new things around money. That's so awesome. And for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners, you're offering a half-off discount. I am, I am. So normally to, uh, to get like a financial plan, I charge about uh, $2,500 to do a complex financial plan. This course, because it's, uh, because there's, I'm able to do it in a, in a, a way with more people, it's, a, the course costs $997. And for Unlock Your Wealth radio listeners, I'm offering a 50% discount. It's $497. That's huge. That's unbelievable uh, that you're offering that. So we're totally grateful for it. So can you give us your website where people can find your blog, your course, all of that good stuff? Absolutely. My blog is healthywealthyfamilies.net. And uh, they should email me directly to register for the course. I'm uh, Hillary at fwcg.net. That's F like Frank, W like water, C like Charlie, G like golf, dot net. Um, or they can just use the contact form on the blog. 
Outstanding. Well, for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit our show page for Hillary and get all the linky links to her good stuff. Get signed up. Grab that discount. Thanks so much for being a part of our show, Hillary. And we have more Unlock Your Wealth Radio in store for you. Sit tight. We'll be right back after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Heather Wagonhalls here from CrackingYourMoneyCode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the Midday News Report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagon Hall. And it is that time again for our Keys to Riches. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, the Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that not only teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money, it gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. We do this one week at a time, one key at a time from our Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series. And this week's key is no seasonal exception. So this is now our eighth key. So if you think about where we came from. So first, we had acceptance and affirmation. So first, we had to address that we had an issue, either lack of knowledge or mistakes made, maybe some issues along the way. And we said, you know what? I don't know everything I need to know, but I'm willing to learn. And then we started to affirm our abilities because let's face it, once you get beaten down and you make a few mistakes or repeated mistakes, you feel overwhelmed and like you can't just do what you need to do. So we affirm that we are capable and that we can acquire the knowledge. Then we took action and we made assessment. And that's what wound up last week finishing out in Break the Budget uh, because we or- assessed organically. We wanted to figure out what was going on underneath the ether. And because our behavior is subconscious, so we had to figure out what's driving our behaviors with our money because we already know to spend less and save more, but we don't. And the reason why is because discipline 
is a conscious activity, but behavior is subconscious. So it's going to happen and it's going to happen regardless. And we have to be disciplined enough to override that. But sometimes it just don't work that way. So then we created our goals with our dreams with deadlines. Then we went to knowledge is power, not knowing is powerful. And we learned about the five areas of concern and what we need to know about money. And we do a financial inventory mentally. And we say, what do we know about money and what do we not know, but what do we need to know? And then we learn how to either acquire that knowledge or delegate effectively. Then we learn about emotions and take emotion out of the picture. And what we did here is we figured out how our brain actually functions and what goes on when our emotions set off a chain of events, when we have these landmines that occur along the way. Then we went and we learned hope for the best, plan for the worst, and talked about some of the things that drive our behavior choices, and that is fear. And we learned all about fear and hope for the best, plan for the worst. And then we broke our budget last week. Exactly. Forever. We're done with budgets. We're just like so over that. That's like so last week. Hmm. I don't budget never, anymore. Never thought about it, but... Yeah. So we broke our budget, and now we're totally on track. And then guess what? Maybe a holiday comes up, bar bat mitzvah, quinceanera, Easter, Christmas, graduation, wedding, birth, death, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Grandparents' Day. Yesterday was National Cake Day or something. Kids visiting you. Yeah, that's, that's never a holiday. That's never a holiday or a special occasion when they're big. They're not supposed to come back. Once the door closes, it's not revolving. That's what you need to say. So uh, so any of those things that are seasonal or special in nature can create exceptions to the rule. It allows us to justify our continued bad behavior. And how sad would that be if we took all this time to like create all of these behavior change patterns and then we blew it with a seasonal exception? So that's what this week's key is all about, identifying seasonal exceptions and creating a plan of action using what better than etiquette, protocol and good breeding manners and we can use that to help us manage our money better i mean who knew right who knew that like whether or not do you know whether or not your pinky's supposed to be up when you sip tea people think it is but it's not hmm. it's not i mean i drink with a mug so there you go. But, but you could be like those people trying to that, that think they know about being fancy and stick their pinkies up but but um, real ladies who lunch don't pinky it. Yeah. It's not no. going to happen. No. no pinky. Not today. Not for me. So we're going to use that and my card up philosophy to help keep us on track financially. So what is the problem that's inherent with seasonal exceptions? Oh, it just makes excuses for your bad behavior. Exactly. Now, um, when does Christmas come? The end of the year. Is it on a specific day? 
No, I mean it's the twenty fifth, so it. Okay. It, it, so it doesn't change, though. It's not that December twenty fifth one year, and then December twelfth no, the no, year it's, after. It's, but it's Monday one day, one year, Tuesday. Right, Wednesday. but the number is the same. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. so in between each Christmas, there's three hundred and sixty four days. Correct. Right. So my point being is that you can't act like Christmas sneaks up on you. And if today is Christmas, you have 364 days before the next one comes. Right. So you do technically have some ample time sure. to make that happen. But we've got excuses because, oh, well, you know, I need to get the radiator fixed or I need to buy my daughter a new TV, even though she already has one in her room. Mm-hmm. Not that I know of anybody that did that or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're being facetious. <clears throat> that would be me singling out people yeah. for making bad money decisions. Yeah. Uh but uh, so we we do have time to plan. We can't say Christmas just snuck up on us. Um, and the same thing happens, you know, a birthday, right? Does your birthday change every year? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you know, what about your kids? Were they born on one day and then maybe that changed? Yeah. Are you sure? Probably. Okay. Just check it. So, like, you know, then every 364 days, their birthday is going to show up. Yeah. And then, you know, in like 17 or 18 of those birthdays, they might graduate and want to go to college, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's stuff that you can actually plan for. Yeah. Right? Sure. Okay. So I'm just checking. And if it may seem that I sound patronizing. No, no, no. I know you're doing a radio show, so it's part of the deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. But I'm being patronizing in a sense to illustrate the point. So it's not about having enough time, right? Because the time is there. So what is it about that keeps us from making effective decisions when these seasonal events occur? It's it's not self-gratifying at that moment. It's just it's not important at that moment. Well, yes, because I want my piece of chocolate cake now. I want my new car stereo. I want my new red shoes from Manolo Blahnik with the red soles. And I want, I want. And so we've got biology taking over. Why is that important? Because 364 days away is 364 days away. And we live in the moment and from moment to moment. And so biologically, we are set up to fail at long-term money management. So if I've got 364 days to plan for something, now me is going to say, but dude, like you totally want that widescreen TV. You know, Christmas will be around like in another 364 days. So go get that widescreen TV like now. And, you know, future me will take care of, you know, that. Yeah. That birthday, Christmas, Christmas yeah. bar mitzvah, you know, quinceanera. That's like when they're 15 years old, you got to throw a big party for a girl. It's like they're kind of coming out party thing. Yeah. So, uh, so you have like this system set inside of you that's already designed to sabotage whatever you got going on. And if you don't have a plan going on, it makes it even easier for now me to say that. And then later me is just whatever. He's screwed because you know why? Because later never comes. Because what happens in the future? It's now again. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's just like tomorrow never comes. It's like my friend who is a professional speaker always says, someday is not a day of the week. So what day are you planning on getting started? 
So it's the same thing that occurs with money management. So we have to say to ourselves, okay, uh, when am I going to start planning for these things? Because this is a conscious activity to change subconscious behavior. So we have to set ourselves up and kind of psych ourselves out, all right, in order to make sure that we make these things. And the way to do it is, you know, people feel guilt for whatever reason. Oh, you know, I work so hard. I don't spend enough time with their kids. I want them to have a nice Christmas, a nice birthday, a nice blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, in my world, um, aging is not an accomplishment, okay? And so I know people think I'm harsh. But, you know, when you spend thousands of dollars for trick ponies and jumpy thingies and your baby is two years old and barely walking how are they even going to appreciate it let alone remember it okay so like there's a little bit of overkill yeah you know for aging and you know what happens if you don't celebrate that birthday you're still going to get older anyway so it's not an accomplishment every day you age every day you get older what makes that day any more special than the day before or the next day nothing if you think about it. Now, I know that that's kind of like a fatalist and really extreme point of view. But by illustrating that in that extreme method, it should give you an idea or a different perception about, okay, so what is the birthday really? Okay, so of course you want to commemorate it, but you don't have to go bananas when you do it. And that's the key with any of these things. When people say, oh, well, you know, I just can't afford to pay for college. It's like, well, okay, you had 18 years to save for your child. Okay, even if they're a prodigy. 16. Okay. And so because you chose not to save, all of a sudden, it's the country's burden that they need to borrow money in order to go get an education. Okay. So, so some of these things, you know, kind of become ridiculous. So what we have to do is identify why we're using these as an excuse. And it goes back to those fears that we have from hope for the best plan for the worst. And we have to look at what's driving this behavior. Is it not being good enough? Is it being rejected, not being accepted, you know, fear of loss of control, fear of being controlled? You know, I've got to establish myself. I've got to assert myself as number one. I want to be the magnanimous one. So who are you? You know, I'm tired of being the victim. I want to do this. I want to do that. Or I'm selfless, you know, the martyr, you know, like I do everything for everybody else. And hopefully someday at some point somebody will take care of me. And guess what? They ain't going to do that. You know, you're the only person that's going to take care of you. And so the sooner that we realize that and we have to establish and enforce boundaries, we have to remember that giving is about the giver, not the recipient. And we can say to ourselves all day long that it is, but we're lying if we try to say that it's about the recipient because we give to be remembered. So if you understand why you're giving, then you'll give more appropriately. And the rules of etiquette are are very clear and plain. If your boss, who is much richer than you, can give you or bestow upon you a very nice gift that is clearly out of your budget, you are not required to go eye for an eye. You do not have to go match their gift to you with the same or equal value. Okay, They're not expecting that. They're giving it because it makes them happy, and they're giving it at the level they can give. And if someone was giving with the anticipation of receiving, then they're giving for the wrong reasons. And you have to evaluate, is this a friendship that I should really have? And so as we start thinking about these things in terms of why am I giving? Well, I want to be remembered. I want to commemorate this event. And you know what? And that's great. You know, I like doing like handmade gifts. It's kind of funny or like homemade type of stuff because 
um, then it can't be quantified. Then people can't feel guilty like when you bake them a pie. Um, or they may feel more guilty because you invested your time, which might be priceless. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, uh, just think about, you know, when, when Aunt, Aunt Flo knitted you that god-awful sweater, but every time she came around, you made it a point to put it on, yeah. right? You know, and all she wants to do is be remembered, you know, and so all you have to do to remember or commemorate somebody is say thank you. I mean, most of the time, people are just seeking gratitude and recognition for their efforts. And so using the rules of etiquette and good breeding, we start with the thank you. And that's where this card up philosophy comes from, is that you start with a thank you um, when someone gives you a gift. You're never obligated to give um, and to reciprocate in kind. So you start with the thank you. Now, when someone invites you to an event or to a special occasion, start with a card because it's your presence that they want, not your presence with a TS. Right. It's the NCE presence that they want. Yeah. They want you to be a part of their special day. They want you to come watch them graduate or come watch their coming of age party or be a part of whatever particular event that is, their party or celebration. So start with a card. And this is where my card of philosophy comes from. Could it be more? Absolutely it could be. But is it required? Well, you would probably want to give more than a card if it was a, you know, like a child or grandchild or somebody significant in your life, in your internal fold of folks. That's when you would want to be able to give a gift like that that's more than a card. But folks know that the economy is challenging and everybody is at a different economic pace. And if you've been invited, it's because they want you to participate, not because they're expecting to receive something. And so we start with that and then give commensurate to it. You know, if it's an unexpected or unplanned, oh, like you just made friends with somebody and like three weeks later they invite you to this party or the graduation of their kids, they want you to be a part of the event. It's not because they're expecting something out of you and because that's not an un, that's an unplanned expenditure, then all you have to do is show up and thank them for the opportunity, recognize the event and commemorate it with a card yeah. and then go up from there. And that's the beauty of the card up philosophy. Now, what you can do for the future is use our great holiday savings and spending planner. And you can get that at the website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And this will help you budget and plan effectively. And so if you felt like you were okay with your expenditures last year, then you can set aside that same amount of money and then you can calculate how many days you have to save for it and then break it down into a daily amount. And then that makes it easier for you to prepare. Like I said, it takes a lot less effort to save for 364 days for Christmas than it does for like, I don't know, two weeks before Christmas. Well, I better set some money aside. I guess I can't pay rent this month. Yeah. You know, so that's that's how we do this. And, and that's how you get out of that cycle and stay on target with your financial goals. Because, it, you know, it's not like about you're sacrificing everything today. You want to live for today and be prepared for tomorrow. 
because Naomi isn't going to do it. So you have to do it in this moment to prepare for Naomi's antics, because once he gets engaged and you start dumping hormone, you lose all of that capacity. For this week's key statement, key affirmation, and action item, visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com, where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhall. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhall from the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 